Turn with me, please, in the scriptures to the book of Genesis. We're going back, back, back to the beginning. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the very beginning. Genesis 1. You can find that, can't you? <laughs> Genesis 1, 1. If you weren't with us this past week, how many that were with us, would you encourage them to get the materials, to go download the uh, messages or get you some CDs or DVDs, whatever the case may be? I believe it to be very significant ministry and teaching, something that the Lord is saying to us right now, very, very important. So please, if you weren't here for whatever reason, get that. And get caught up with us because the Lord's taken us somewhere. He's taken us somewhere. He has a plan for us. And every part of this is, can, can you tell the things that he's ministered to us in years past, even months past, it was preparing us for this. And one thing builds on another. And uh, God's plan is coming to pass in our lives. Well, we ended uh, Friday night talking about the witness of the goodness of God. And we shouted about it. We got happy about it. And I'm, I'm stirred greatly about it. And in praying and seeking the Lord about this morning and about what comes next, I, I believe we need to continue in the goodness of the Lord. Amen. I believe it's something the Spirit of God is saying to us right now and quickening to us, ministering to us. So... Uh, we will call the Fighting the Good Fight of Faith series concluded for now. And if you weren't in that, how many would say if people didn't hear that, they ought to get, they ought to get in on that? Yes. Oh, man. Shouldn't say, oh, man. Oh, Lord. Because it, I don't believe it came from me. I, I know this, uh, this past week, uh, I know you don't know how things would come to me or through me, but I can tell you from my perspective, these things are the Lord. Yes. I did not think them up. Yes. I would sit at my desk, I would pray, and I would I, I knew something was there, and I'm looking for it, and I don't have it, and I don't have it, and I don't have it, and all at once he shows it to me. <laughs> Hallelujah. There it is. He gave it to me. I'm telling you, I didn't come up with it. Come on, you know some of these things are too good. <laughs> For me to have come up with. Is that right? Don't you know that? Surely you know that. (laughs) So, uh, how many uh, are in agreement with it? And you like the idea of us talking some more and feeding some more and letting the Lord minister to us his goodness. Genesis, the first chapter. Genesis, the first chapter. I believe we begin to see... How big of a thing this is. In Genesis 1. In the beginning. God created. Well let's pray. Let's pray. Lord we join ourselves together. In agreement. Touching this. Asking you for utterance. Acknowledging that. We we're, don't have it in and of ourselves. And in of our flesh. But you can give it to us. Through us and to us. And so we ask for utterance, we ask for the anointing, 
Give, give to us the opening of eyes and ears and heart and mind. Help us to see you beyond what we've seen before. Help us to see who you are and what you are and come to a whole other level of understanding and light in you. Show us, we say with Moses of old, show us your glory, Lord. And you said to him, I'll show you my goodness. Thank you, Lord. We desire it. We ask for it. We believe we receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. How many believe that in here? He says, well, it was, it was the Big Bang. Well, when God spoke, there may have been a Big Bang. I, I don't know. But I know this is how it happened right here. <laughs> and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. You know, blessing begins with B, B-E. When you're blessed, that's what it'll sound like. Be blessed. Be healed. Be free. Be strong. Not just encouraging words, empowering words. Miracle working words because of the blessing power of the Lord. The Lord, the Lord didn't say, I've been thinking about light. <laughs> I've really been pondering some things. I want to talk about light. No, no. He said, light be and light was. Keep reading. And God saw the light. That it what? That it was what? Good. Good. Now I want you to keep track of this word good. Because you're going to see it again. Amen. Aren't you? Yes. God said light be and light was. And God saw the light that it was. Good. You could have said a lot of things about light. Light's amazing. You could have said and the light was fast. Because <laughs> the light is fast. Is that right? The speed of light. Woo. <laughs> you could have said light is bright. You could have said light is life. You could have said a lot of things, but what did you say? Light? He said the light is good. It's good. Because fast, bright life is good. It's all in good. <laughs> Can you tell we're already headed somewhere? Yeah. And uh, God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And uh, God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament. And divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. The uh, atmosphere was very different in the beginning than it is now. And apparently uh, the occupants of the planet had a lot more protection from the sun, from ultraviolet radiation and all those things. Um, 
It's, it's far different now than it was then, after the flood. Because one reason the earth flooded the way it did was because all those waters came down. They didn't just come out. The fountains of the deep were broken up and waters came up, but waters came down from overhead too. Very different than it is now. And uh, God called the firmament heaven, and, and this is not talking about the heaven of heavens, but the Bible refers to the third heaven. So then there's a first and second heaven. The atmosphere above us would be the first heaven. And uh, he called the firmament heaven, and the earth and morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together under one place. Let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. good. Somebody say, God saw, God saw. That, it that it was good. It was good. So we got light. We got the firmament. We've got the dry land. We've got the seas. Do we have anything bad in here? No, no it's all good. Somebody say, it's all good. Is it all good? God saw it, and he saw that it was good, and all of it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. Anybody like grass? Might not like cutting it, but. And the herb yielding seed and fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind. Anybody like fruit? Whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. He said, let it be. Fruit trees. Be. Grass be, and grass became. Prior to that, grass didn't exist. Fruit, the fruit tree didn't exist, but it became by the word of the Lord, by the good word, <laughs> by the word of good. And uh, the earth brought forth grass. Herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Oh, somebody say it was good. It was good. It was good. God saw that it was good. Or, you know, it was, as in a t- uh, brackets there, so you could say it like this, and God saw it is good. When God saw it that he'd created, he saw that it is good. Now, you know, this is an amazing thing. God doesn't need to create grass every year or fruit trees. When he released his faith, it was self-perpetuating. The seed was in what he created To reproduce it. Now we're talking about how many millennia. And it just keeps on. Keeps on. Keeps on. Keeps on. We need revelation in this area. Instead of trying to get God to do something. Over and over again in our lives. We need to realize when he said it. That's it. And that word will produce fruit in our lives. Every year, is that right? Every day, every month, every year from now, we need to stop trying to get God to do what he's already done. What his spoken word 
has already accomplished. And accomplished in perpetuity. Don't you like this? <laughs> we, you know, we're, we're born into this world. We've been in it for ever how long. And it's easy to take it for granted. But it's no small thing. That all these plants. And, and trees. And, and animals. And, and mankind itself. Uh, is flourishing. And multiplying. And, and the seed is in itself. And it just keeps on reproducing generation after generation. It is the creative power of God. And it is good. It's good. Somebody say it's good. It's good. It's good. God saw it was good. How many goods we got so far? I believe that's the third one so far, right? And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. Anybody enjoy looking at the stars? God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day, lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. Now, remember that for, for things to come, to divide the light from the darkness. When he created light, it was something distinguished from darkness. And God saw that what? God saw that it was good. How many is that? Four? Four. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life and the fowl that may fly above the earth into the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Isn't it amazing? The whales, the sharks, the fish, everything from a barracuda to a bass. The diversity in the oceans and the rivers and the lakes and the waterways. Do we really believe this all just popped into existence by itself? From what? Something caused it to get here? How many believe the Word of God? That God said it and it came into being. Birds are here because he spoke them into existence. Fish are here because he spoke them into existence. Hallelujah. Elephants and giraffes and dogs and cats. Hallelujah. Are here because he spoke them into existence. And when he spoke them into existence, flying fowl running antelope, swimming fish, he looked at it and said, that's good. That's good. (laughs) Hallelujah. Even in its fallen, cursed condition, we see so much of the beauty and amazement of God's original creation. Imagine what it must have been like before sin. We're going to find out. I said, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. 
God's going to restore it all. Hallelujah. How many goods is that? And God did what? Verse 22. He blessed them. And he said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let flour multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, the cattle after their kind, everything that creeps upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. How many is that? And God said, let us make man. Are you glad he said that? You and I wouldn't be reading about it if he hadn't said this. We wouldn't exist. Have no knowledge of anything. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. All those things that he had made which he said are good. Now he's going to make man and give, let man have dominion and oversight over all his good. You know what business we're in? <laughs> good, the good business. You know what message we're supposed to preach? The gospel, which is the good news, and Romans calls it the good news about good things, is literally what it means. The good news about the good things of Jesus and redemption, God's plan. God's plan was good from the beginning. God's plan's always been good, and his plan is good now. And his plan into the future is good, good, good. You believe it? What business you in? Good business. Good business. He said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Wasn't that wonderful of the Lord? To make all this and then set us over it. Let us have the oversight of it. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. What's God like? Look at yourself. Minus the perversions and sin. That's what he's like. He's like you. He's like me. Why? Because we're like him. He made us like him. And God blessed them. And God said to them. How do, you, how do you know it's blessing? What does it start off with? Be fruitful. Is he giving them a pep talk? Is he trying to encourage them? No. His word is leaving his inside and his mouth and accomplishing something. Causing something to be created. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth and subdue it. Hallelujah. Have dominion over the fish of the sea. Have dominion over the fowl of the air. Have dominion over every living thing that moves on the earth. 
And God said, Behold, I've given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat or food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, to everything that creeps upon the earth, wherein there is life, I've given every green herb for food, and it was so. In the beginning, animals did not tear each other apart and kill each other. In the future, Isaiah reveals that even lions are going to be vegetarians. Lion will lie down with the lamb and will eat straw. Grass. Like, that'll be something to behold. The the violence that is in the earth. Animals ripping each other apart. People say, that's nature. That's perverted nature. That's nature after the fall. God did not create it that way. Bloodlust is not part of God's original creation. You believe it? It's a fact. And certainly people killing each other was not part of God's original plan. You believe it or not? Did I lose somebody right there? Verse 31. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, most of it was good all except the bad part. There were good parts and there were bad parts. What? Every, come on, somebody say everything. Everything. Everything Everything. that he had made. made. And he said, behold, behold means look. It was, or that's added, you could say it is, as he looked at it, he's saying it's good. Be this, be that, and it was. And he said, that's good. That's good. That's good. Everything God made is good. You know why? Because it came out of Him. And God is good. Now that's a phrase we know. That's a phrase we've heard many times. But I assure you, we have not grasped the fullness of that phrase. And the fullness of the meaning of that. You know, Brother Oral Roberts' ministry, a core part of it that God put in him as a young, young man healed from tuberculosis going into the ministry. He would, he would shout out, God is a good God and God's going to do something good for you today. You know, people, preachers would get so mad because he'd say that. You know, back in the Back in the 50s and whatever, get mad. Oh, he just makes it too easy. I mean, uh, you know, what if God, you know, something, he wants to do something that's, that's not so good? Uh, what God are you talking about? <laughs> because there is this mixture in people's minds, and say what you will, much of the church world believes God has a dark side. That is not good. You think that's so or not? Do you think that a lot lot of the church believes that? They do. Millions upon millions of believers, regardless of how they express it, 
They believe God has a part to him that is dark. And they wouldn't say it, but that works out to not good. But I want you to know from the Holy Word of God, God is good, always has been good, always will be good, and He's not just partly good, He is all good. He's all good, and good is all He is. Oh, come on, somebody say, he's all good, and good is all he is, and good is all he does. Good is all he is, and all he does is good. In the beginning, what did we say? It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. And everything that he made. Come on, are you looking at verse 31? What did it say? What did he say? And God saw everything. Somebody say everything. What does everything mean? All things included, nothing excluded. What was it that God made that was bad? On which day did God create cancer? AIDS, mental illness. On which day did God say, let there be poverty? On which day? All of these things are the result of sin and the curse and fall. They are not a part of God's original creation and therefore not a part of his plan and will. Did he know what was going to happen? Certainly he did. And he was prepared for it. I said he was prepared for it. But don't get confused and say that all his curse is his will and his plan. Because it wasn't and it isn't. You think I'm wasting my time camping on this right now? I'm telling you, millions of good church-going people are very confused about this. And it's hurting them. It's undermining their faith. It's robbing them. The devil is such a liar. And he is all the time trying to lie to you about God. And it all boils down, no matter what he comes up with, it all boils down to you looking sideways at God, questioning Him that something about Him is not all good. And it's a lie. I said, it's a lie. It's a lie because God is good. He's all good. All that He does is good. He doesn't do anything but good. Go to Psalm, please. 119. Psalm 119 and 68. Psalm 119 and 68 says, You are good and doest good. Teach me your statutes. How many know Jesus talked about this in Matthew and Luke? He said, uh, 
A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces evil or bad. Evil is is the word for bad. Bad fruit. And uh, bad fruit doesn't come out of a good tree. Good fruit don't come out of a bad tree. Every tree produces after its own kind. If it's a good tree, it produces good fruit. And he said, uh, a man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth that which is good. person out of the evil treasure brings forth that which is evil. Out of the abundance of the heart, it comes out. It's produced. Well, what comes out of God? How could evil come out of God? How can bad come out of him? Where would it come from? What part of our good God does evil come out of? Now theologians think they know something complicated and distorted about this. But I'm telling you, the truth is so simple, a two-year-old could get it right. God is a good God. He does good things. The devil is a bad devil. He does bad things. And they do not work together. And they never join forces. The devil's not doing anything good. I assure you. At all. And God's not doing anything bad. At all. I assure you. They don't swap jobs. They don't meet up and say, hey, you're going to be bad today. It's fun sometimes. How'd you like to try being good? Sure. Let's swap today. Ignorant. Confusion. Right? You got theologians that try to say, well, yeah, the devil's doing bad things, but he's doing it because God told him to. He's basically God's whipping boy, you know. He's God's executioner and... He's doing it on God's behalf. And that's not true. Oh, it's happening. He, God's allowing it. But it's not his will. I said it's not his will. And it's not him. He's good. I said he's good. Anybody believe he's good? You're there in the Psalms. In the 34th Psalm. He said this. Psalm 34, 8. Anybody know this verse? What does it say? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Today's English version, I like it. Verse 8 says, find out for yourself how good the Lord is. <laughs> Find out for yourself. Well, if you taste it, then you'd know. Somebody's not telling you, mm, that's good, you need to try that. Well, I need to know for myself. And you need to know for yourself, experientially, how good God is. Go with me to Isaiah. I believe we need to touch on this. 45th chapter. Because there are some folks who uh, use verses like this that they don't understand. To bring more confusion to the body, convolute things. 
In Isaiah, the 45th chapter and the 7th verse, I want you to notice something. The King James says, I form light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Some folks take verses like this that they don't understand and attribute evil to God. Some say, well, that's what it says. But, mm, yes and no. In fact, uh, I, I don't care for the translation of the King James on the word create evil. Because it's actually a different word used than the word talking about light. Listen to uh, the uh, Young's literal translation, which is very accurate. He said, forming light and preparing darkness. You hear the different words here. Making peace and preparing evil. When it comes to light, he formed that. He made it. When it came to darkness, there was preparation involved, not forming. Are you with me? Different words. Different words. When it came to peace, he formed it. Just like he formed us out of the dust of the ground. It has to do with shaping, molding, squeezing into existence, if you will. But when it comes to evil... Didn't say he squeezed that into existence. There was preparation concerning evil. Is there a difference between the words? I mean, when you read it in the King James, you don't get that, do you? Look it up for yourself. See what I'm talking about. This is accurate. He formed light. He prepared things about darkness. He made peace. He prepared things about evil. I, Jehovah, am doing all these things. Notice a, a thing in the New Testament that I believe will give us light on this. Matthew 25, 34. Matthew 25, 34. The Lord said, in days to come, the king will say to them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Somebody say prepared. Look at verse 35. For I was hungered, and uh, you gave me meat. I was thirsty and gave me drink. I, I was a stranger, and you took me in. Skip down to verse 40. The king shall answer and say, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it to me. Verse 41. Then he'll say to those on the left, depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Will there be people that wind up with the devil and his angels? Revelation talks about it. Was that God's original plan? Hmm. Was it God's perfect will? Did it please him? That Lucifer rebelled against him and led a rebellion in heaven. But you got to deal with it. 
I said, you got, he had to deal with it. He had to prepare something for him. But he didn't create the devil. The devil made the devil. Y'all with me or not? I'm not done. We're going to give you some scriptures. But do you understand the concept? Are you with me conceptually? See, people have got this idea of God having this dark side. But it's not true. God is good. God didn't create evil. Evil didn't come out of him. (laughs) Are you struggling with this? I hope not. Look with me. We're there in, uh, still in the Old Testament. That's the New Testament in Matthew. But Ezekiel 28, you don't have to turn there, but listen to what it says about the, the devil. How many know the devil was not always the devil? If you could have met Lucifer a bazillion years ago, (laughs) you would have no idea you were talking to the devil. You would think, what a glorious, awesome being God has created. But something happened in him after God made him. Ezekiel 28, 14. He said, you are the anointed cherub that covers. And I have set you so. You are upon the holy mountain of God. You've walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. You were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created. Until iniquity was found in you. When God created him, how was he? Perfect. Good. It's hard to imagine the devil is good. But when he was created, the anointed cherub that covers, he was good. I said he was good. Can something made good become bad? It can if it has enough free will. Which obviously he did. Guess who else does? We do. We do. You were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created till iniquity was found in you. It was what? Found where? In God? No. It was found where? It was found in him who became the devil. How did it get there? Verse 17 tells you. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You have corrupted your wisdom by reason of your brightness. I will cast you to the ground. Who did it? He did. He he took what God made and twisted it into something perverse. He took something good and corrupted it into something evil. But he did it, not God. Go with me, please. We're laying a foundation. Go with me to Genesis. Back to Genesis. 
and the sixth chapter. You know why it gets quiet? Because this needs to be dealt with. There are remnants of wrong thinking in people. I'm talking about other folks. I'm talking about us. Does God have a dark side? God got some evil in him. Which one you believe? He's good? All he is is good? All he does is good. Right? He's good and that's all he is. Is good. There's nothing else in him. Except good. Is this getting in your spirit? There's nothing else in him. How's evil going to come out of him? Now people who, who've been in school a long time will say, well, God's just complicated. Yeah, like you. He's a mixture of good and evil. No way. No how. Don't you believe it? I said, don't you believe it? Well, it's just beyond our understanding, but yeah, you know. No, no, no. He's had to deal with it. He's had to prepare for it. He knew it was coming. Sure he did. He knows the end from the beginning. But he didn't create it. It was found. Come on, did you hear that? It was found in the anointed cherub that covers, who was created perfect. He was created perfect. But something happened after it was created. He was created. How many believe this planet, everything about it, was created very good? But something happened to it afterward. And you've got people trying to tell us that all the corruption and all the evil in the world is somehow the will and plan of God. It is not. It never was. Genesis 6-5. And God saw, this is not too long after creation and the fall, that God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. You know what the people tend to think? That things now with evil people in the world are as bad and worse than they've ever been. It's not true. It was much worse then than it is now. There's a lot of good people around. There's a lot of believers around. But if you looked at the earth at that time, there were eight people over the whole planet that was worth getting to know. (laughs) And being around. The rest of them. Evil. Just evil. And verse 6. It repented the Lord. That he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. Now if evil comes out of him. And he made evil too. How can you be so grieved at what he made? And if evil comes out of God. And he's got good and evil. How's he going to judge evil? And be fair about judging evil. No. It grieved him. He repented. That he'd made man. And verse 12. 
God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt. Did he make it that way? No, he didn't make it that way. Why was it corrupt? For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. Who did it? Man did it. Why is there so much pain on the planet? It's man's fault. Somebody says the devil. Well, the devil couldn't have done anything if man hadn't yielded to him. Why is there so much death, so much destruction, so much violence? It's man's fault. Not God's. Not God's fault. Not God's original creation. In fact, he already had a plan. He knew what was going to happen. And we're on a fast-paced course to him fixing everything. He's going to wipe the slate clean. And start over. The elements of this planet have been infected and distorted. I guess down to the molecular level. With the curse and sin. And so the oceans and the earth and the atmosphere are going to be burned up. It's going to be brought down. You might say to the foundation. And he's going to create new heavens. Hallelujah. And new earth wherein there is no curse. Nothing bad. Nothing bad. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't it going to be wonderful? Nothing bad. And the devil and his bunch and everybody that join forces with him are going to be completely removed from contact with us forever. And you talk about all good. It's going to be all good all day and all night. And from then on, forever, nothing but good, 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 good. There's going to be no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain, no more death, no more dying. No more. No more. Why? Because dying is bad. We weren't created to die. Death is called an enemy. First Corinthians 15 says death is the last enemy that will be put underfoot. Crying and sorrow and grief and pain. None of, it's, none of that's good. It's evil. It's bad. God's fixing it. He's already fixed it in Jesus. And he's bringing it to fulfillment as we speak. Anybody believe this? Yes. Makes you happy when you believe the truth. Yes. Truth will make you free. Yes. The devil corrupted himself. Man, of course Satan's influence is in this, but man corrupted his own way. God didn't do this. Don't blame God for man corrupting himself. And the results of it. In Ecclesiastes, the seventh chapter, I want you to turn to this one, please. Ecclesiastes 7, 29. God gave Solomon wisdom that was unparalleled in the generations previous and in his time. I guess it had not been exceeded until Jesus came. 
Because the Bible said a greater than Solomon is here. Talking about Jesus. And you know that's right. But he said by the wisdom of God. He said lo. This only have I found. That God. Made man. Upright. But they. Have sought out. Many inventions. Let me read some other translations to you. The easy to read. Says. There's one thing I've learned. God made people good, but they have found many ways to be bad. Is it true or not? Who made people bad? People made people bad. You really can't even blame the devil. Because you did not have to yield to him. You could have resisted him. Right? (laughs) The new century says... God made people good, but they have found all kinds of ways to be bad. (laughs) The message says, God made men and women true and upright. When God made Adam and Eve, did they have a bad side to them? Did they have, did did he have, did he put seeds of evil in there to make them well-rounded? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. In all the animal kingdom. Was there disease or distortion or perversion? In the fowls of the air, the fish of the sea, the plants, the fruit trees, the grass. You couldn't have found, before the sin and fall, you could not have found one defective blade of grass. You couldn't have found a bad spot on one apple. You couldn't have found one deformity in one fish. Or one animal. Because when God made it. Come on help me out. You can't look at deformity. You can't look at perversion. You can't look at distortion. And say behold it is very good. You know we've been reading. About the sacrifices. And how that God wouldn't accept animals. With uh, deformities or diseases in them. For offerings. And how the people in the priesthood couldn't serve. With deformities or diseases. Why? Why would that be? It's not that God didn't accept animals. He accepted animals all the time. What was unacceptable to him? The disease. The distortion. It wasn't that he didn't accept the seed of Levi. He accepted them. They they were his choice. What didn't he accept? The disease. How many understand disease, distortion, perversion is not an improvement on God's creation. And it displeases him. I mean, a master creates a masterpiece, a painting or a sculptor. And some yahoo comes along with a spray can and sprays over it. Is that going to make the artist happy? (laughs) Some hoodlum comes along and chips off a piece of the sculpture and improves it. Does that please the sculptor? The master? No. No. Then all of the sin and the disease and the distortion that's here in the human race is not acceptable to God. It's a defilement of his beautiful, amazing, perfect, good creation. Hallelujah. The message says, God made men and women true and upright. We're the ones who made a mess of things. 
<laughs> I want you to watch out for this phrase. It's very popular. You hear people say it because of all kind of reasons. I was born this way. God made me this way. If it has anything to do with distortion or bad or evil or wrong or perversion, anything contrary to the Word of God, anything contrary to what's good, you're lying. God did not make you. Come on, are you listening? God did not make you bad or evil or wrong. But God made me with this awful temper. He did not. Quit lying on God. God made me like this. I just lie and I don't know why. But you know God made us all the way we are. No, he did not. God makes good. And that's all he makes. And we're going to get to this as as the Lord direct us and and, and help us. But have you been born again? I said, have you been born again? Then inside you, you've been recreated. You've been recreated. You know what, God, when he creates something, what it is? Oh, did you come on? Did you get that? Behold, all, all the old stuff is passed away. All things have become new. Inside, we are already the new creation. Not on the outside yet, but on the inside, we are already the new creation. Eventually, the whole rest of creation is going to catch up with us. There's going to be new heavens, new earth. Come on, are y'all listening? Wherein is no evil, no perversion. You are born again, and God's goodness is in you. The seed of good is in you. In fact, the New Testament says you are full of goodness. Don't argue with the Bible. I said don't argue with the Bible. Don't get focused up on your mind that's not renewed or your past or this or that. Agree with God. Come on, agree with God and say, I am full of God. I am full of good. I'm good going somewhere to happen. Is that right? I am. You are. We're good going somewhere to manifest. Why? Who made us? Who made us? Who made us? Through our sin, we fell and became distorted and died. That's bad. That's bad. But by faith in him, the Lord has recreated us and this new creation is good. It's good. Oh, that's running truth right there. This new creation is good. Somebody say on the inside. On the inside, the goodness of God is in me. Which means you and I have everything we need to live good, talk good, think good, be good, do good. Come on, do you believe it? Good is in us because God is in us. And he's good, nothing but good. God didn't make anybody an adulterer. God didn't make anybody a liar or a thief or a murderer. Did he? No, he didn't. So just, you know, I mean, you're going to talk to somebody else beside us. 
if you're going to tell us God made you that way. Because we ain't buying it. God did not make you messed up. You need to say that out loud. God did not make you messed up. Did he or not? God didn't make you that way. That's all between you and the devil and other people. Do we have scripture for this? Iniquity was found in the devil. God made man upright and perfect. But they have invented many ways to be bad because of truly having a a free will. If you really have a free will, you don't have to be what God wants you to be. You can be something else. But at least be honest about it. Don't claim God did it. Take credit for your own mess. (laughs) What do you think? How many think it's just honesty and and right? Don't blame God for your mess. Don't do that. Stop it. He's good. Go with me in closing, I think. To the New Testament. 1 John, the first chapter. 1 John 1. I got through half my message this morning. That's pretty, it's pretty good. Can you come back? Can you? Huh? You know how we do around here. I'm, I'm thinking we'll camp on this for a while. Reckon what there is to find out about God being good and the goodness of God. But how many understand you got to get this, what we're talking about today? You got to get this straight. Or else wise, where are you going to be with the rest of it? God has no evil in him. Evil didn't come out of him because there's no evil in him. If they don't have it at the store, you can't get it at the store. Because it's not there. Right? You heard the phrase, can't get blood out of a turnip? Why? Because there ain't no blood in the turnip. I mean, you can't get evil out of God. You can't do it. Because there's no evil in him. How do we know? We've already seen a number of scriptures. But it goes on and on and on. And you keep coming. We're going to build an arsenal. Hallelujah. A fortress. Of this truth of the word of God in us. And we're not going to let anybody. I don't care how many degrees they've got. Or how confused they may be. Try to tell us. That our good father. Has a bad side. Has a dark side. Because it's just a lie. Who would want you to believe such a thing? The dark one himself. The evil one himself. Right? Darkness himself. 1 John 1 and 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him. And declare unto you that God is light. He didn't stop there. And in him is no darkness. And he didn't stop there. In fact, the original language, there is, there's words added after the phrase. You'll see it as we read the other translations. But you see it in English right here. I mean, if God said, there's no darkness in me, 
That should cover it. But what does he say? At all. all. The word literally means none, no, not one. No, not one. Well, what does that mean? Listen to the, uh, I believe it's the Weiss translation. He brings that out. The no, none, no, not one. Weiss says, God as to his nature is light. Didn't say he has light, he produces light. He is light. And darkness in him does not exist. Not even one particle. Somebody say, not even one particle. Not even one particle. Of what? Well, what did the Lord say when he made light? He made light and he said, behold, it's good. Well, what about the darkness? It's the absence of light. He has to prepare and deal with it. But he didn't form it create it. He created the light. It says there's no darkness in him. The message says this is the message we heard from Christ. Now we need to, uh, King James says we heard it from him. Jesus gave us this. And then those that came after him have continued to repeat it. What did Jesus say? God is light Pure light, there's not a trace of darkness in him. Is light good? How much bad's in him? How much darkness is in him? What about God's dark side? Can God go into a rage and get an evil glint in his eye? Mm -mm. God can get mad, but he can't get evil. No matter what he is, he's going to do what's right and what's good. Someone say, how is judgment good? You want to live with the devil and his bunch throughout eternity? Is that good? So let the Lord do what he needs to do. Because it's good. I said it's good. How many believe his judgment is good? Everything he does is good. For him not to do it would be bad. Bad for you. Bad for me. Bad for his people. Hallelujah. The Amplified says God is light. There is no darkness in him at all. No, not in any way. The Holman says God is light. There is absolutely no darkness in him. Jesus told us. Complete English says that God is light and doesn't have any darkness in him. Now we're telling you. I like the weast again. Not even one particle. Hallelujah. No matter what you've thought, what you've heard, would you accept the word of God today? That God is good. Do you know there are a number of people who've not received the Lord, who don't come to church because the devil has convinced them that God's got a mean side, a hard side. I've seen people standing by the caskets of young children or our loved ones or a young brother or sister and uh, maybe well-meaning but 
confused preachers come over and tell them, you know, God knows best. And he took your baby brother. He took your child, your four-year-old in this car accident or, or in this tornado. And we just have to believe that, you know, God knows what's best. God is not in stealing and killing and destroying. And I've seen people in these situations hear that. These are sinners. They don't go to church. They don't know their Bible. And they got some preacher telling them this. I've seen them look just as hard as a piece of flint and go. One one guy said, he said, well, if that's your God, to hell with him. And walked out. And I guess ain't been to church in 30, 40 years. But has he been lied to? Has he been deceived? God did not take his baby away from him. God did not kill her baby sister. God did not take his wife with cancer. Did he? Is cancer good or bad? Is smashing of automobiles and bodies being ripped apart, is that good? Someone said, well, now you just don't know. You just don't know. God may have. No, no. Quit being confused. Quit being confused. No. Not one particle of darkness. Not even a tiny bit of bad or evil or mean or cruel or unfair exists in God. And when you get free from that, you will have the limitations removed so that you can love him like you're supposed to. And draw near to him like you're supposed to. And realize once and for all, he's never been your problem. And he never will be. He's not against you. He doesn't hate you. I mean, if God and the devil are working together, let's just give up now. Rami, why even come back to church? Just, we've had it. (laughs) How are we going to come out of this? If sometimes God's for us, sometimes he's against us. What do we need to do every day? Wake up and approach the throne. Don't go in yet. Ask the angel, is this a good day? How's he doing? Is, he, is God happy? Look, I'll just come back tomorrow and ask him about. No, you're thinking about yourself. That's not God. Every day he's on his throne and he's good. Nothing but good. And he's saying, come boldly to my throne. Come right on up here and I'll give you grace to help you out. I will help you. How many know grace is good? Grace is, there's no bad in grace. There's no evil in grace. Grace is every good thing that God is and that he's given us. Can you say amen? Amen. Stand on your feet, everybody. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.